Welcome to the RPG Design Panelcast, presenting the very best recorded panels and seminars related to game design and publishing. These panels have been made possible thanks to Double Exposure and their game design convention Metatopia at Metatopia Online 2020. These panels have also been made possible thanks to the kind contributions of the panel speakers and moderators at this event. Now, let's get to it. Episode 280. No Gods, No Masters, No GMs. Presented by AC, J-Dragon, and Viditya Valetti. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our No Gods, No Masters, No GMs panel. Uh, My name is AC. I go by they, them pronouns. With me today, I have uh, Viditya. If you want to introduce yourself. Hi. uh, Yeah, I'm Viditya. I go by uh, he, him pronouns. And uh, I I make a lot of games, and a lot of them had to be (laughs) GM-less. Uh, as well as uh, Jay Dragon. Hi, um, I'm Jay. Uh, I'm, I, I don't really pronounce. Um, <laughs> uh, and I also design a few games, some of which a couple folks in the chat seem to like a bit. Um, and yeah, I, I write them and I publish them. And that's my that's my shtick. Yeah, I guess I should say I, I work for Indie Press Revolution. I distribute games, so <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> We have we have all uh, aspects see, of the we, of the publishing pipeline here. <laughs> oh, I love it! It's <laughs> fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I say just start off with like talking about why you guys like GMless games. Why we're why we're in this panel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Take uh, <laughs> I can go. I feel like yeah. <laughs> Please go for it. Yeah. Unless you okay. I I love GMS <laughs> games. Uh, I had a uh, group of a gaming group that completely fell apart just because absolutely nobody wanted to GM, and I think it's just like the most stressful thing in the world to GM. Uh, as much as I do enjoy doing it under like very specific circumstances, uh, the general like my day to day life, I don't have the just energy <laughs> to GM. And when mm-hmm. I got into the indie uh, tabletop gaming sort of scene and found all these GMless games, it just completely like, it's like seeing a new color. <laughs> like it completely mm-hmm. changed my perspective on what a tabletop game could be and like the potential. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, Jay, if you wanna. Yeah, um, I really got into uh, GMless games like, I didn't start actually playing D&D until pretty late into my, like, experience role-playing. And there's always... I, I, I do enjoy playing the GM, and I still enjoy playing the GM. Um, but, like, for me, it's almost like I enjoy playing the GM, but, like... And I, I get really frustrated playing, you know, playing a player in a GM'd game because I feel like there's, like, that element of, like freedom that is given to the GM, the ability, the capacity to say, like, this is what the world is, and for everyone else to be like, yeah. And then as a player, you don't have the ability to, like, give people that. And I, I like writing games where everyone has the ability to give that, like, that same, like, uh, like, it's like, it's not a game, like, my games don't, like, I oftentimes think of it as, like, my games are, like, like, it's less about, like, you know, like, I am eliminating the, the the experience of being a GM and more about, like, I want you to have it also, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I, um, uh, I can't actually remember how I stumbled into GMless design. Because uh, mm-hmm. I, I did start with, like, playing, like, D&D and Pathfinder. Uh, mm-hmm. I taught pathfinder i think it's actually this is kind of what it was right i ended Mm -hmm. up teaching pathfinder to a bunch of friends when i went to college uh and so i was like jamming a bunch of different groups and stuff like that and then i realized like it's not that i hated jamming it's just i the way i gm'd was to distribute 
the work to other players mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. I was like, and like like I didn't like prep I like really didn't like prep I actually mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. of modules like a lot of like mm-hmm. small, small modules because I mm-hmm. was like well it's here and then we can just do whatever we want later um mm-hmm. and so like it kind of naturally came to be and then similarly what you said AC where I was like I think I, I can't remember the first jamless game I saw but I was like oh huh <laughs> oh that's Mm -hmm. cool um and then so it started to kind of like form where i was like well my natural favorite way of playing is maybe uh maybe i'm still kind of a facilitator but also kind of a player um Mm -hmm. to give my players more opportunity to surprise me you know like it shouldn't just be me that's pushing the narrative it's like what if my player does this thing and you know you you see these gm tips all the time uh where it's like mm-hmm. ask your players what they see and what they smell and i'm like what if mm-hmm. a whole game was that and then it just kind of mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh <laughs> i'm like you're basically there like just mm-hmm. get rid of the gm <laughs> I I feel like for me, my like the moment I had where I really like GMless stuff clicked for me was in a a, Abe Mendez um, at Abe Mendez on Twitter. I adore them. We're college friends and also game design buddies. Uh, They were playtesting one of their first games, and they uh, there was a mechanic in it. The travel mechanic was through this like surrealist Dada landscape, and the way it worked was the 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 one player would introduce like what the landscape looked like at the start and then you'd go around the circle you go around the table and each person would say one thing that changes so like the clouds give way into like giant floating mushrooms with like tendrils leaning down to the ground and then like another player might be like you know the grass becomes these like roiling hills and so like you collaboratively like move the world along in a way that where you end up at something that none of you could have predicted individually but also like you are you you have a say in it but also like everyone has a say in it and that was for me i played that and i was like oh oh, that's it i get it now i get why it's good god oh very good Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. abe's design just to echo again abe's design is always something that like shocks me and yeah we go like oh shit I need to think about this. Like I have to be thinking about oh, that. Yeah. I'm typing their I'm typing their Twitter into chat and please go follow them because yeah. I adore them so much. Uh a GMless game that to talk about Abe's game real quick, but I need mm-hmm. more people to know about Yarn Spinner. Not enough people know about Yarn Spinner. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this entire panel could be recommendations of good games on Edge, right? <laughs> like good GMless games on Edge, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh God! Mm-hmm. Uh, like, no, please talk about. It. I don't know what yarn spinner is, so please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh well, um, yeah. Well, yarn spinner is a, it's a GMless. I mean, it's GMless, but it, it kind of is like a whole other thing. But it's it's a framework mm-hmm. of like how to stitch different games together. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like in it, it, it as itself is a world building game that then creates mm-hmm. threads that you can use to play other games so it's like hey you want to like play uh, like i i played some yarn spinner and it was like we started with dialect and then we moved to street magic and then we moved to uh oh we played a gosh. like uh what is it the for not forgotten lands what am i thinking of it's a, a sundered lands we played like a mm-hmm. sundered mm-hmm. game uh, and they all were in a same collective uh, mm-hmm. setting that like was facilitated by yarn spinner very good yeah uh, <laughs> i feel like i feel like a really good little bit about That's why amazing. yeah about why uh what do you call um like why gms games is so interesting right because i think like they are sort of a thing where like again you know what you're ending up with is more than what you started with you know like and like in a way that maybe none of you anticipated um and but mm-hmm. I mean, like, because a lot of those games that we played were GMless. Actually, it was really mm-hmm. fun. like we didn't dip into a game that needed a uh, a GM, and it mm-hmm. was such an intimately collaborative experience uh, every time we played it because, uh, like, there wasn't a power dynamic, um, mm-hmm. and, and like things like dialect work. I think as a GMless game because uh, because like you can kind of have somebody who like you know we had somebody who like told us where to go but uh or like how the game works a facilitator of some sort but like mm-hmm. uh you know there's 
when I guess I'm trying to, I'm sorry, I'm going to be skipping around things, but like the thing I love <laughs> about GM list design is, uh, is that everybody is there, right? Like you're kind of always, um, you're always asked to participate is the thing. Uh, <laughs> like I feel like in, in jammed games, there's this opportunity where, uh, or like, you know, the camera can focus on somebody and a lot of other people are just kind of waiting. Um, mm-hmm. you know, they can be invested, but they're kind of mechanically mm-hmm. waiting. But a lot yeah. of GMS design builds into its framework. Oh, if the camera's not on you, you are still a part of the scene. Like it mm-hmm. kind of has that like troop style or like a non-monogamous character uh, mm-hmm. built into it where it's like, okay, even if we're focusing on like Jay's character, uh, in a mm-hmm. scene with Jay's character, uh, you know, AC and I like we we play the street vendors or the the vibe or like you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. uh, we're still called upon to participate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely, and that's one of the things I love is like that was the thing I was thinking about a lot with. Um, I was I was just thinking a lot about the way like. I feel like, like, a lot of games, like, up until very recently, and I think we're still kind of only just barely starting to poke at this, is the way in which, like, games exist as, like, there is an idea within the game about what it means to play the game. There's a beautiful moth in my room. Anyway, um, about what it, uh, what it means to, like, play the game. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you exist in a game with a GM system, I don't, I don't I don't personally agree that that like that the the model of having a GM is like you know sort of like a a, a power dynamic in like a in like a fundamentally dangerous way but mm-hmm. I do think that like it is a a mechanism that silos players into ways of playing the game and it builds a framework in which there is a right and wrong way to approach the act of play mm-hmm. um and I feel like GMless games are like a really important first step to me in terms of like what it means to say like like you know, I've played games of um I've played like games of, of belonging outside belonging where like one person is like really into the setting elements, right? And like they kind of through that become almost like a pseudo GM role. But yeah. like that's because they want to and the other players don't want to as much and like they're finding themselves into that rhythm, but in a way that like is conducive and like collaborative and like building on that, you know? A hundred percent. I I like that. That kind of mentality is what really excites me uh, mm-hmm. about GMless design. And uh, mm-hmm. this is like, we're going to move into, I think, maybe weird territory, but I, I'm excited mm-hmm. that you're here with me. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah. To to promote myself for a second, uh, there I, I made a game, which I'm really proud of, called 6E GMless. It's a hack of uh, yes. 6E, which uh, is made by uh, John Battle, Bats. Uh, 6E is a great system, uh, and then I just made it GMless. But I like threw a bunch of my own GMless design Mm -hmm. ethos into it and it kind of like stems from exactly what you were just like that example that you were talking about jay where it's like sometimes like a gmless game does not and a gmless like the the mindset that it breaks Mm -hmm. is not necessarily Mm -hmm. everybody is the gm uh Mm -hmm. or nobody is the gm you know what i mean like it's yeah it's like where who has narrative weight and Mm -hmm. mechanical control uh, mm-hmm. And like this, it's it's it is about distribution. And uh, mm-hmm. like sixty GMless's whole thing is that you like create canvases. Uh, they're called canvases, but they're basically just like a blank slate. That's like you have stats that are colors, uh, mm-hmm. and you just name it what you want, and it can be anything that exists in the narrative. So you could be like, oh, mm-hmm. this canvas is my character, right? Like this canvas is like mm-hmm. the ranger of the party. Uh, but mm-hmm. then somebody else at the table is like, well, I kind of don't want to, I don't want to uh, control a character. I want to, this canvas is the town that you are currently in. And so mm-hmm. like you get to choose and build like what parts of the narrative you like. And that's, that's like kind of the fundamental of GMS games that I want people to try and break is um, yeah. it's like, it's about, you know, having fun having fun yeah yeah <laughs> wow. whoa really games are having fun <laughs> yikes um what do you call yeah, um yeah oh go for it i see 
Oh, no, I was just going to say that's totally, like, um, I believe the first Jamless game that I ever played was uh, The Quiet Year by Avery mm-hmm. Alder. Mm-hmm. And it was just, like, such a complete shift, because before that, the only thing I played was, let's see, D&D, and I think a, a very, very short Monster of the Week thing that got, like, immediately shut down, because <laughs> just the person didn't want to be doing the thing they were doing. And yeah. the ability for everyone to contribute to it and make it, like, uh, com- completely collaborative. And I don't think that games that have mm-hmm. a GM are like less collaborative in any way, but GMless mm-hmm. games really give everybody the opportunity to, you know, work together in that very just extremely good and mm-hmm. uh, like facilitates the type of play that is always ended up with the best sort of results for me with like fantastic stories and surprises mm-hmm. <laughs> that end up happening. Yeah. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, I'm going to yeah. go yell at the person who's on a phone call in the other room. Hold on. <laughs> uh, I I think a lot. I, said, <laughs> I, I can hear your phone call. <laughs> um, like the, they can hear on a thing. <laughs> we can all hear. Um. What do you call? I, I think a lot about also, um, and this frankly, I'm this might even just be be divulging from GMless games just into my own little like passionate feeling thing that I've been really on for the past month or so. But like the way in which like um I guess I think I think one of the things about GMS games that's really exciting, I think also like an approach that again I think we're starting to figure out is that like you don't need to dictate what play looks like, and GMless games don't require dictating what play looks like in the same way that, mm. like, GM'd games do, because a GM'd game, I think, is a level of invitation with structure. And I guess, usually what I keep coming back to is, um, uh, I recently stumbled upon the fact that there's a group of people who have been writing long-form fanfiction about one of my games, Sleepaway, and that they've been just going back and forth on AO3 writing fanfic about it. And it seemed to have started with a game... But it's become, and like, you know, I love it. I, I haven't read it because I, I feel like that would be like boundary violating, but like, it's a, it's it seems to me like it started with a game, but it's become just like this, like, story they're telling collaboratively. And that is a game, right? Like, they're playing Sleepaway, right? And like, just as meaningful of a mechanism as like any other way you can approach it. Or like, I always come back to like one of my friends who would always be like really enthusiastic, like, I want to play in this RPG you're running. Like, I want to, you know, like, let me show up. And they'll show up, and they're really sleepy, and they'll draw, like, they'll draw drawings of the characters, and they'll, like, take a nap. And that's play! Like, that's still play! And I feel like, (laughs) I feel like when you, when you've got a game that says this is the role of the people in the games in terms of moderating and controlling and navigating the conversation, you lose sight of the ability to have, um, ways of play that go beyond what the creator anticipated. You know? Yeah. Also, sorry, really quick, guys. I'm so sorry. I meant to mute myself while I was yelling, and instead I muted myself when I stopped yelling. <laughs> I did not mean to. Do... <laughs> no worries. So, sorry. You're good. It was, it was a delightful little. It was a delightful little uh, moment. <laughs> yeah. That's this is what GM play is all about, everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, <laughs> your coworker is a part of the game that we are playing, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the game of life, you know. Um, yeah. yeah, go for it. <laughs> okay, that, that's like a really like fascinating kind of mindset. I don't think I've ever really hard thought about something like that uh, about how like it liberates kind of what it means to play and interact with it uh yeah yeah that's super interesting because i guess like when i think of well i guess like jamless games to me in my brain um kind of start with a moment of design where it's like because you don't have one person like because you don't have like Mm -hmm. one person who like you can you can shoulder the weight on like as a designer right yeah yeah you're assuming the role of somebody who will kind of know what's happening um it's a like it's a lot more structured right Mm -hmm. so it's like Mm -hmm. oh a gmless game kind of needs structure to to uh 
to 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 facilitate to to continue forward mm -hmm. um and i'm like in the process of like messing with that and like breaking mm -hmm. it. I'm mm -hmm. like well you know like eh, not really right um mm -hmm. uh, and i and it's just it's just exciting for me to be like oh yeah like what if i just like what like what if it's just like it's a game that you know um changes how people like depending on like how somebody wants to interact with it rather than what i've said mm -hmm. um, and that, it's just, it's really cool. <laughs> yeah. A lot about structure because, um, sorry, AC to cut you off. I just, um, cause I just, I've been, I've been thinking a lot about structure in terms of, um, uh, like I really, cause like I've written, you know, like I wrote, I wrote sleep away, which a little bit of sleep away was kind of making an argument about what structure can look like in a, in a GMless game. Uh, and like having the game be a player at the table or like, inviting a thing within the game to play with you at the table. And then Waterhome has like this like like almost religious avoidance to structure. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like the, the the actual like what most game designers call rules are to me almost like a vestigial extension of what the game is doing. Right. Um <laughs> and so I feel like I feel like the key thing about GMless games is that like when they are very structured, it is because like I guess I guess okay. So this was the thing I was I was talking about on Twitter, and I might this I, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on it actually, because I feel like you've got good ones. But like the difference between a game where like you are playing the game through the game, like when you've got a game that's very structured, the play is like in, like through and into like that game, mm -hmm. and then a game that you are like looking at and kind of iteratively generating a game out of. Mm -hmm. And I kind of feel like those are both like. Those are both approaches that exist in GMless games that I think also exist in GM'd games, but require a different tact in GMless games. I feel like maybe I'm I'm I don't know why I'm, I'm second guessing myself on that statement, but I want to hear your thoughts on it. Um. Like you know what I mean? Where it's like I'm like it's like street magic is like the like a machine that you're like you pick up street magic and you you put something into it and street magic comes out. Yeah. Whereas like Wander Home is like a book that like you like take and you like extrapolate Wander Home. Mm hmm No, oh, that's totally. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I can definitely say which one of those I, <laughs> uh, I mean, I think that it's so like, I, I definitely can say that I like the secondary one better probably. Um, Cause I love that sort of, creating stuff and going off on things because while mm -hmm. I have uh find myself having a difficult time coming up with like just coming up with ideas when someone offers that sort of base work for you to work with and then run with it like that's where I can just like go <laughs> forever yeah. and so I think it's uh it's just, it's very cool um and there's definitely I can tell the difference that you're talking about and I think it's like for different people, for instance, my younger sibling, I would say the, the first one because they need that sort of structure to be able to mm -hmm. sit down and focus and play a game. Because if it's just mm -hmm. like them going off, like they will also go off, but they will wander off of the table. Like they will leave the, mm -hmm. the uh, you know, sort of game space, which does not mm -hmm. necessarily mean that they're not playing the game. But mm -hmm. if you're trying to play the game with them <laughs> and they yeah. just sort of mm -hmm. wander off, sort of uh, mm -hmm. yank them back. So, and, and yeah, to clarify, I, I see the yeah. difference you're talking about. I, and to clarify, I think like games like Street Magic or Microscope, like it's not that they, or even Yarn Spinner, like it's not that you like don't, you know, generate your own stuff out of it. I just mean like the, the mechanisms exist, or even the Quiet Year exists as like mm -hmm. a way to like, they're, I don't, I don't know, I'm, I'm really struggling to articulate it, but. So like I, I'm trying to think like um I feel like it's this difference of a GMless game. So like for like when I make a GMless game, uh or like when, when I make games in general, most of them are GMless. Uh I'll generally yeah. be like like I'll focus on the mechanics because um or like there is a story that needs to be told. Uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. needs is a strong word, but like in certain GMless systems, like it's a GM system is good to tell a story because you are mm -hmm. directing a bunch of people to kind of follow a framework. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and so like a GM game kind of 
I feel like is freer to kind of let people do what they want because there is mm-hmm. like a little bit more of a negotiation where like you kind of have just the one person that can say yes or no in mm-hmm. a degree, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and again, not in like a bad power dynamic. Thing. This totally, is, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't me going mm-hmm. like food GMs. Uh, mm-hmm. But there mm-hmm. is like a difference in that. Uh, and then, but then like GMless games that like, as we were talking about before and things like that, where it's like, oh, it's, it's something that you can just explode away from. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kind of, I think, I think that works be, mostly only because of trust at a table. Like, uh, if we mm-hmm. want to move, like, is when you play, I feel like when you play Wander Home with uh, strangers mm-hmm. is probably going to be a very different experience that's a lot more close mm-hmm. to the book than it is with people you're comfortable with, right? Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely because like you're maybe more like oh i don't want to push it or i don't want to do that because like there's a lot of like mm-hmm. uh there's a lot of like ways that you maybe don't want to push the boundaries of like what the game mm-hmm. is telling you to do yeah uh, yeah absolutely does that, does that seem like, like a good yeah kind of, like, i yeah i completely agree <laughs> um and i think i think an interesting thing is like with wander home and i think i think I don't know. Actually, I just talked about this in my Lyric Games panel, which was, of course, you know, 30 minutes ago and not recorded a week and a half ago and only just (laughs) played now. Uh, Of course, of course, of course. Yeah, that's why I'm wearing the same exact outfit and the same lighting and everything. But um, uh, I do think (laughs) I do think uh, games are like, um, what do you call like there's a there's a a way in which like a thing I've been thinking about is like the way in which GMS games like especially those from the belonging outside belonging like family like those you know those have been like those like that exist in conversation with dream askew and dream apart i think are really heavily influenced by like the way in which the text implies and states a world and the rules of that world or even like in the case of dream askew specifically in dream apart there's like the tips and the agendas and those like lines of text that have no mechanical function but are instead like a a, a a mechanism that shapes you and like even though there is no rule set like even there's no rules that are like you must follow these tips yeah. the existence of them on the page on the page shapes you i it's such a really fun like it's just such a fun like powerful thing as a game designer i think uh, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to to kind of like this isn't necessarily a gmless thought but it's like mm-hmm. you know oh you put it on the page and it's like well you know it's a guideline and then that mm-hmm. you don't have to follow it but like you know it it gets people to think about that it gets people to follow it which i think is like super super good uh i have a confession to make in, in live mm-hmm. i uh have never i've never played a blowing outside blogging game yet uh <laughs> I've like read a bunch mm-hmm. of them and I like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. am writing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, confessional time also, I wrote Sleep Away <laughs> before I played a belonging outside belonging game. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I I wrote the first draft of it and then I was like, I need to actually play Dream Askew before I can start again. Yeah. <laughs> um but I mean I think also like that, like, you know, like in a lyrical sense, or at least in like a like a game design as generative text right like if, if a way of playing it is to read it and is to imagine play and mm-hmm. is to like invite play then like and if a gmless game isn't making a claim about what position you need to be in in order to play the game then like by being invested in it and reading a bunch and writing your own isn't that also playing a blind up game right like basically yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> i played it here I think one of my favorite things I've ever stumbled upon on the internet is a, there's like this forum that I could probably never find again, where it's just all these people talking about how they had made games, uh, not only GMless, but like one player. So just like any game you can think of, any tabletop RPG, they had made it one player. And this is where they were like chronicling them playing this game as a one player mm-hmm. game, which is Ooh, just fantastic. Mm-hmm. I stumbled on that. I remember being in like 2016. I was I would hang I would lurk on the Apocalypse World forums, and there's one person who was doing that with Apocalypse World, and I was watching because I couldn't get it at the time. Um, 
like I couldn't fathom how they were playing it as a one-person game, and then it was like it like made sense to me as I watched them play it. And I was like, oh, I get how you get to play a game that way. I think that's like, really, yeah. I've been mm-hmm. I've been asked like maybe twice now. People are like, oh, can sixty GMs be uh, considered a solo game? And I say no. Mm-hmm. Um, I say no, but I always say like this is why. But mm-hmm. don't let mm-hmm. that stop you from doing it. Like mm-hmm. you know, like if you can figure it out and mm-hmm. you get to it, yes, fucking do mm-hmm. it. Like mm-hmm. oh, that would bring me so much joy. But like yeah, uh, yeah, it's like th- things like that where I'm mm-hmm. like oh. Damn, how'd you do that? Like, how are, how are you able mm-hmm. to engage with mm-hmm. this? I'd say the same thing about Wanderhome, or at least, like, people, people when the when the Kickstarter was happening, a lot of people asked me, like, can I play Wanderhome solo? How? What's the maximum number of people I need to play Wanderhome? And mm-hmm. what I, my response is always, like, this is how many people I playtested with, right? Like, I playtested, like, from three to six. But, like, I can foresee, like, a solo Wanderhome game and that working effectively following the rules as are written in the book. And I can see a, like, a 20-person West Marches-style Wanderhome campaign where, like, you've got characters that are rotating in and out and, like, yeah. you, like you'll have, like, eight-hour-long sitting around a table talking about the sunset or whatever. And, like, those are both, like, extremely reasonable and valid ways to play. And, frankly, if it wasn't COVID, I would gladly be... I just have a bunch of friends over and like, play, play like yeah. play like like hex crawl wander home or whatever. Like like why not, right? <laughs> why not? I've done I've done sixteen person I mean, under hollow hills, which was really <laughs> oh <my laughs> like, I can do that with under hollow hills I can do that with uh oh, wander home. Mm-hmm. See, and that's something. Try and do that with a GM and be like, all right, now you heard all 20 of these people in this game. Mm-hmm, <laughs> I believe mm-hmm. in you. Pat, Pat, goodbye. <laughs> that was something, that was, when I ran the Under Hollow Hill game, it started as a GM game, where it was like me running it for all these people. And, it, you know, Under Hollow Hills is a part of the apocalypse system, so it was like me running all these people, you know, like, giving me their thoughts. But what started to happen after, like, a session of being like, oh, I can't do this, is I would, I would deputize GMs. So yeah. whenever there was, like, a, a scene where it was like, Oh, I'm doing it with this group of people. Friend, you know, like, JJ, can you take it, that group and go on the boat? And, like, you're off the boat, you know, on the creek and, like, talk about what's going on over there and figure that out. And then come back to me and tell me what you learned and, like, what happened to you. And I'll integrate it back into what I'm doing over here. Um, and, like, <laughs> like, there just hits a point when you're running a game with that many people where you start being like, all right, I know you've got this character, but I'm also giving you this NPC. <laughs> Actually, like, where, like, it just stops it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I like whenever I'm really glad <laughs> that you brought that up because like whenever mm-hmm. I hear about people who are like, oh, yeah, we're doing like big like 5e events where it's like mm-hmm. a mega dungeon and it's like three mm-hmm. GMs running three separate parties in the same dungeon. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. I hear people like, oh, and like, you know, that we've done like this fun thing where, you know, like a spell or 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 when you die, you jump to another group or whatever. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. a mega GMless game like you're playing. Yeah. Technically, you're like you've broken what them does and split it up, mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. it, it kind of loops back to this like idea that uh, I want to say out to a panel of people of people who are mm-hmm. watching GMless games is again like a GMless does not mean does not necessarily have to mean like oh you've spread you spread everything out equally or even just like you know there isn't a GM or whatever it's it's more like I think like you know like how do you like, what does it mean to break the mold of of one person knows everything and like mm-hmm. just singular things? And it's like, how do you yeah. kind of change up, uh, mm-hmm. get everybody involved? And and it's always ex- I, always excites me to hear when people do stuff mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I'm I'm big there with you, absolutely. God, <laughs> <laughs> that was that was, and it was also with it was with sixteen year olds. It was like a bunch of teenagers, and it was I can't like. Imagine. It was, it was, yeah. Uh, it was, it was honestly, I think, frankly, some of the most fun role playing I've had in a while. But it was also like, I, I do it, and I'd like need to take a nap for the next two days. But like, yeah, I can bet oh, the man. game group that I have here is uh, me plus two other people. And the one time that I GM'd for them, I was like, I can't. <laughs> Y'all have too much work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just. <laughs> Do the thing oh correctly. God. Come on. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. 
So yeah, you guys absolutely. have both made like a, a ton of GMless games. I actually went through your uh, H.io pages before this, and I was like, "That's." I feel like this is multiplied <laughs> since the last time I looked. <laughs> uh, so, like, what uh, do you have any like tips? Like, people trying to make GMless games. Like, how do you keep mm -hmm. it balanced between players? How do you make it so that? players don't just, uh, m who are might maybe used to games that have a GM, like monopolizing kind of the mm -hmm. time and energy there? Mm. Ooh. Uh, That's right, my, I brought questions. Yeah, well, my, my first foray into making a GMless game was uh, dedicated to uh, spreading, like, you know, sp spreading the... A weight of what a GM would be. Um, and I think that's like a perfectly fine place to start where you like, I think like a good way to think about it is you break down what you want, like what, what you want players to do. Like that's kind of when it comes to design, that's always like what my first thing is, is what I want my players to do. Uh, mm -hmm. or feel right. Like, or whatever. Right? Mm -hmm. like, just like, um, and then I think it's like, how do you make it so that everybody can do that? Uh, <laughs> like there isn't one person who's like, um, it, just because I think that's like an easy way to kind of start with it, where it's like, what's <laughs> what's something like, uh, usually it's kind of like, how do you get, for me, it was like, how do I get people to not step over each other, right? And <laughs> so like a, a good way is to just do like a pretty simple like rotating camera thing. So it's mm -hmm. like, here, you lead a scene. That doesn't mean you're like, the. so it's kind of like everybody's a GM for one scene kind of mentality. Uh, that was like my initial foray into like GMless design was like, okay, so like you have a scene leader who sets it up, but then it opens mm -hmm. it up and like you eventually play towards a roll, uh, like a rolling of the dice. And then usually after that, you swap who's in the lead. So it's always like one person. That that was just like how I got started and thinking about that was like, okay, how do I kind of get 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 it moving? And it's very directed, right? Like I brought that up earlier where it's like my GM design is like, it's pretty directed. So like mm -hmm. hopefully people aren't stepping on each other's toes. There's like safety nets in place in the mechanics itself, right? Mm -hmm. uh, to stop that. Yeah. One of the things I love about this panel uh, that you get is that you and I have completely different, uh, <laughs> uh, completely different ways of writing GMless games. Like, I feel like, like I think people, you know, they think of like O B O B, and I feel like you and I are like we are doing just fundamentally very different things. In in and like that's what I love about this panel is that we're getting two really good different perspectives here. Because mm -hmm. I'm hearing your advice, and I'm like, wow. I have the same, like, I run into the same things you do, and my solutions are very different than yours. Where uh, for me, I think a really crucial thing that a GM does that you, you can oftentimes not always get in a GMless game is that the GM has the capacity to set the conversational tone, right? In this, like, if, when the GM comes into the conversation a certain way, that is the approach by which the conversation will occur. And the GM, like, is not the sole arbitrator of that, but the GM is given a lot of capacity to articulate that. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in Dungeons & Dragons, or, like, in games like that, the GM is the one who gets to be like, oh, this is going to be a grimdark game, or like, this is going to be a sad game. Like, we all know that they don't have ultimate power, but they can do that. And so the thing that I always try to do in terms of, like, dealing with jerks and dealing with like you know people who want conflicting things out of a game is i try to make the game set the tone as as forcefully and specifically as possible in a way that's more important to me than again you know the mechanical rules of the game like i said this in the lyric game panel which again was a half hour ago um uh was uh is um uh that uh recall um the most important rule in wander home the, the two most important rules in wander home to me are um there is no violence here anymore, and you are alive. And neither of those are mechanical rules. Like, the, the token-based meta-economy is this, like, you could replace that with whatever you wanted, and you'd still have Wander Home. But if you cut either of those two things I just said, I think you wouldn't have the same game anymore. And because it's so much about the, the tone settings, way of getting everyone on the same conversational page, and then the, the, the mechanisms by which we navigate that conversation is up to the way we talk. And that's my perspective. How do you how do you feel about this statement? Mm -hmm. So like, 
because I think I because th- I like again it's it's the same thing where it's like I agree with so much of what you're saying and then I'm like oh but I didn't get there like I mm-hmm. went, mm-hmm. yeah yeah so, that was my reaction to what you said yeah yeah, yeah. Then, so like mm-hmm. um because because to me I think the, the the phrase that's like echoing in my head is um when I make a GMless game I am the GM. <laughs> or that table, right like in mm-hmm. my design anytime you play space between stars you are mm-hmm. playing the game that i designed i know that's like a weird way but it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like it is you don't have a gm at your table because mm-hmm. spiritually i am your gm right mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and like the story that i want you to tell is mm-hmm. structured because i structured it that way yeah um, yeah absolutely therefore therefore like you mm-hmm. can't really like you can't really like break away from that i mean you can because it's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can do whatever yeah. you want. but it's like yeah. breaking away from that is like kind of purposefully doing so rather mm-hmm. than in a, again in a game where like if i was actually sitting there as your gm like mm-hmm. i would be like fuck it yeah we'll do whatever you know what i mean like there's just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah absolutely so like how do you how do you feel about kind of that statement as like as a so, designer we are kind of gms of every game. i feel like i want to i want to shift it slightly because I, I i i'm there with you i think that is very much an important part of how i design gmless games is that kind of thinking of like how do i want the game how do i what is the kind of game I want to give to you? Yeah. But uh, a really, um, uh, I think, crucial thing is like, um, uh, sorry, I just had a brain fog moment. Um, uh, like, a con- you know, games exist as a conversation, right? Like that's that's a that's a you know that's an old Forge thing, right? As a game is a conversation, um, and. The the a conversation in GMless games, you know, it's a conversation, but it's also a conversation with the book you're holding, and it's a conversation with your character sheets and your pencils and your dice or no dice or tokens or you know, like everything around you is part of the conversation too. And so in that framework, right, like a GM is a part of a conversation, and the GM has their way of introducing things to the conversation, and I'm part of the conversation. I've got my way of introducing things to the conversation. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the text becomes... The, the text gains the capacity to provide things that a GM normally does instead of the text, I think. And so, like, I'm there with you. I think I phrase it in my own weird little, like, hi, I live in the woods, and I write games about, you know, like, staring at the trees and crying or whatever. Right, yeah. <laughs> My little, my little, you know, like forests. You know, I live under a rock, and you know, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and I and I want to talk about it as if it's like, well, you know, you, I, I am a space station, and you live on me. Kind yeah, of like exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, no, geez, I love that. Um, also, because like, there's something that I think is. I'm really glad that we're on this panel together because I feel like mm-hmm. we both. Uh, came to the same conclusion and you said it first i remember this because you said the words first and then i was like okay you said the words can i talk about it was i think like we're both like so we make jamless games sure but they're not really and like we you you coined the term at least it was the first word it was gm agnostic and i'm like this is exactly what i've been thinking about for a long time in my own design and i like that it's like that this like constant convergence of what's happening yeah yeah absolutely absolutely oh geez (laughs) i'm loving this i'm just hanging out here also just also just to to note just because it was going off in chat a little bit uh i i said mechanical rules and other rules i don't i did air quotes when i said them because i don't actually think there's a distinction there um, I do think that they are all identical rules that when you look at, like, the token economy in a BOB uh, system, mm-hmm. that is the exact same thing that I'm trying to tell you as when you look at a game and see, like, there's no violence here anymore. Like, mm-hmm. those are both the same level of, like, take this, I hope you find it useful um, in, like, a, in a little bit of an OSR way. But, like, I don't think that there's a, a, a meaningful way of drawing a line there, and I don't really want to try. I just use that because i know that there's some people out there who care very strongly about if a game doesn't have dice it's not a game or whatever (laughs) or whatever yeah what's that what's that thing that the forge used to talk about that was like you know like you must have you must have different things responsible for the input output blah blah whatever um Mm -hmm. so yeah oh geez 
Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, okay. We have 50 minutes, yeah. Do we want to go into so, questions? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, do some questions from the chat. Um, I believe we have a presence yes, uh, to. I am Mickey, your disembodied question asker. And I have several <laughs> questions, as a matter of fact. So uh, the first one I have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's the first question. Sorry about the cutout. Um, this first one is, uh, you kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but uh, let's, uh, let's see if, it's, if you can tease it out a bit. Uh, Tome of Tomes wanted to know, what types of GMless games or mechanics do you feel do a really good job of distributing the narrative authority in the spotlight? Um, I feel like I could probably like do a hundred part thread after this topic with <laughs> with links to to like games that do it all in each in a completely different way. I don't know if, if you like. Do you have any like? What's your top three, Fidita? <laughs> wait, 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 sorry, maybe I missed a little bit of the question. Could you repeat it again? Sure. What types of GMless games or mechanics do you feel do a good job of distributing narrative authority and okay, spotlight? Yeah. That's mm -hmm. what I thought. Yeah. Um, oh, geez. Yeah, there's so many of them. Because, because again, like, GMless games isn't a single, like, a GM game has a GM. You're like, cool. Uh, but GMless games break the mold in so many varied ways that it's like, mm -hmm. it's hard for me to do that. Uh, to, uh, here, I'll, I'll throw one out because, um, I also saw a question here, which was like, uh, and I don't know if, if it's going to be on the list, but I can hit two birds with one stone. And this is a pun. I'll get to it is uh, like a game that does that kind of clicked um, mystery to me, like uh, like an investigation game. That's also GM list because it's like, how do you do a mystery game without like, you know, like mm -hmm. how do you kind of ramp up and like have hidden information? Uh, it's uh, gee, wait, I have it. 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 It's B town detectives. Mm -hmm. Um because its resource is just uh like you roll dice and there's a clue tracker and when mm -hmm. you roll above a certain number uh and you add where you are on the clue tracker you've solved the case so it's like mm -hmm. you kind of take turns keep doing this and you're like collaboratively making this but there is still like a thing where everybody on the table is like well we're either gonna get it or we flub the roll and we got to do another scene and like you're kind of all there for it and it's this like mm -hmm. um and I just it's one it's a it's a it's a GMless game. It's GM optional, but I think the GMless option is more fun. <laughs> uh, uh, I am going to drop a game that uh, I have not read in a hot second, so it might not might be GMless, but I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, it is also a pretty lyrical game. However, and I've I've yet to play it. However, I do think its mechanics are really notable. It's by Nat Libre. It's called um, Antisys for Kids or Natalie Libre's Indie Kids Menu. Uh, and the reason why I love it and why it's so influential for me for the opposite reason that pretty feel love that game is because um, one mechanic in it where on your character sheet there are um, those hearts and stars kind of scattered around. Mm -hmm. And the game doesn't tell you what you use them for, but when you feel like something has happened where you cross off a heart or you color in a heart or you circle a heart or whatever you you know you you like you you know draw another star. Those are meaningful in-game events that have meaningful narrative consequences. But the game does not tell you what mechanisms those are. It just simply invites you like here's a game with some things to color, and you are going to build something iteratively from these these tool these like fidget toys I've given you that I won't explain. <laughs> like I don't I won't tell you what to do with these hearts. But you might decide that when you run out of them, that's when you die, right? Like that might be a that might, might be a thing that makes sense here. But like it's it's like this little like it's a game that isn't that doesn't presume what you'll do with it. It just gives you a tone and then a bunch of little things you get to play with. And so that was super influential for me for the opposite reason. No, I I love Antisys for Kids. It's it mm -hmm. also was like kind of a brain opener where I was like, mm -hmm. oh shit. Wait, <laughs> I, I love the idea of just being like, here are things, do what you want, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
it's it's so freeing and it's literally just yeah do what you want like have yeah decide for yourself the narrative mm-hmm. that you want i've been i've been working on a chainless game for about a year now uh that's built on on the that prince that set of principles of like i'm not going like like get, get a game that gives you tools that and like it's become like this seventy thousand word behemoth but like it started <laughs> off of this desire to make a game where i don't know what you're gonna do with the game when i give it to you mm-hmm and it's GMless, and you can get it on my Patreon, patreon.com slash <laughs> Subscribe, and you can join my Discord. <laughs> uh, totally. Uh, we have, like, ten minutes left, I think, so totally. if we want to do mm-hmm. another question. Yeah, let's get another question. Sure. Okay, so uh, Rigadoon would like to know, uh, what are some ways that you can handle pacing when designing a GMless game? Uh, I like this question because uh, I think every GMless game I've made handles this differently. Because <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, again, it kind of has to do with I think GMless games. Uh, I was about to say something that's but no, I was going to take it. GMless games have to consider genre more than other games do, but that's that's mm-hmm. a lie personally. That's a lie. Uh, yeah, I, think that's true, <laughs> but I, I like the sound of that. But like. Uh, you do kind of have to present genre to more people, I feel, right? Like, so mm-hmm, you're like mm-hmm. hey, how you pace it is very important. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, uh, how do you... I don't know. It kind of depends. Like, if you want something that's frantic, mm-hmm. then maybe don't put structure to it, right? Mm-hmm, Where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, everybody at the table is just constantly uh, adding to it and bringing something. Uh, and, mm-hmm. like, you're just moving forward as the table wants to versus something that's maybe um like i think like horror like horror gmless games do a really good job of being like this is this this is how it's paced because like there is and it could be slow or faster you know but it's like they feel a little bit more structured the ones that i've played where you're like oh like we're ramping or like there is something here uh yeah Yeah, uh, I think for me, uh, I think, again, also my games all come to very different conclusions. Like, um, you know, Sleepaway has, like, a, a rigid three-act structure, and it's, like, very invested in pacing and, like, using mechanics to, you know, build pacing in ways that players might not notice. But, like, it does when you follow them. Uh, Wander Home doesn't believe pacing exists, and if you try to care about it, the game gets mad at you. <laughs> Uh, the game I mentioned, the 70,000 word behemoth, Yazebas, has different moods you can play it in that tell you what your character sheet means in different ways, and then the mood dictates the mechanism by which pacing occurs, and it's episodic and chapter-based. And, like, I feel like you can just really come at this in, like, a hundred different ways based on, like, what matters to you about the pacing, right? Like, because pacing is, like, you know, like, like you might be trying to make a game that has a very solid rhythm to it, right? Like, a lot of GMless games have that. A lot of your GMless games have that, where they've got, like, a rhythm and, like, a uh, like a, a way in which they become a pattern. And then other GMless games might not care at all about that. And I feel like both of those kind of are ways of thinking about pacing. Yeah, it's it's an absolutely fascinating question because it's, it's like, hard to answer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, how do GM games care about pacing? How do games care about pacing? Exactly. <laughs> like, I feel like I've never, I've, I don't know how many games I've read that care about pacing. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, it's, I think like to, to maybe give a little bit of direction is like, uh, when it, <laughs> me, like, so I, I came to, I came into tabletop design from board games. Uh, and so like pacing is just in my brain because I'm like, board mm-hmm. games are paced games. Uh, mm-hmm. so like, you know, my, it's GMless, but it's like a rotate, it's a rotating GM space goblins, uh, is literally phase based. So mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you are playing phases of the game and because of that, it is very structured and its pace is flexible because you can, you mm-hmm. can say how many, pa- how many rotations of these phases you play and then you just have fun and you play until you're done. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and so like that's kind of a that's that's kind of like mm-hmm. a, a place if you want the structure because i think the no structure is a little easier to be like fucking have fun uh but board games maybe is a good place to look for gmless structure <laughs> yeah and i think i think as a as a similar thing uh wander home is like a game that yeah again like wander home i think you know you can play forever you can play for 30 minutes and like 
you're you're doing the same wander home but then like sleepaway it's like you know like i think sleepaway was me writing it being like oh god how do i care about pacing in a gmless game like what tools do i have to do that if i don't have a gm uh and wander home was like stop worrying about that jay <laughs> it's it's gonna be okay just give them give them some lists. Give them a lot of lists, and they'll figure it out, and they'll be good. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I how many lists there were in the game, and I got dizzy. It was like 450 or something. It was so okay. many. So oh. many. It's, like, it's worse than hours down with tables. <laughs> okay, so as a matter- <laughs> Go ahead, AC. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say, I think that's where, um, like, For the Queen has that fantastic mechanic where you can put uh-huh. the end card wherever you oh. want in the deck. And mm-hmm. it's just, that that game's incredible. How did, I not, I, how, how did I not mention, For the Queen was another yeah. game that just, like, broke my brain. I was like, wait, mm-hmm. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fantastic. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, one uh, one more time. I know that all of you have said this at various points during the panel, but just uh, remind everybody uh, mm-hmm. who you are, where you can be reached online, and what your latest, most exciting project is that people can get invested in. And mm-hmm. then we'll wrap it all up. Okay. Um, I can. You wanna? You go first. Okay, uh, I'm Jay Dragon. Uh, I don't use pronouns. You can find me uh, at Jay Dragski on Twitter. Um, you can also support uh, me on Patreon at Patreon slash Jay Dragski. I'm a pub- I'm the publisher for Possum Creek Games. You can find us at, at Possum underscore Creek. Um, my most recent project is Wander Home, which I've talked about a fair bit. It's a GMless pastoral. It's a GM agnostic pastoral fantasy RPG about a group of traveling animal folk and the world they discover along the way. Uh, you can pre-order it right now. Uh, there's a fair few people who really like it. I've heard it's pretty good. Uh, you can get it at wanderhome.backerkit.com. Over to you. <laughs> uh, I'm, I've been and continue to be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at VDTValetti, Um And you can find my games at vdtvaletti.itch.io. You can support me on Patreon at patreon.com slash uh, I also stream on Twitch. That's the thing I do now more. Same thing, twitch.tv slash Uh I have a lot of fun there. Um, and uh, I think a project that I'm really excited about, I just released uh, two games, actually. They're in like a world-building bundle. They're both GM-less. They're both world-building GM-less games. Uh, one is called Alain Wants Magic, which is a post... I call it a post-fantasy world-building game because it mm-hmm. asks you to deconstruct and evolve uh fantasy tropes that uh, are either harmful or just dated like or just western like a lot of my mm-hmm. like, uh my non-western like culture kind of comes into it uh, mm-hmm. and then we who seek titans which is like a, a kind of pseudo map making game that's about like journey uh mm-hmm. It's like reading and working on Wander Home made me go, hey, I need to finish this game because it is, it's my journey game. <laughs> it's my yeah. like crossing the land. Oh, I forgot um, to mention it, but Vidi is doing work on Wander Home and I am. I'm really excited. Yeah. I'm really excited. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's, the, the, those are my stuff. AC, how about you? Thank you. Uh, yeah, so uh, my name is AC. You can find me online at resident underscore Corvid, uh, pretty much anywhere, I think. Um, and I work at Indie Press Revolution. You can find us at IPR Tweets, uh, IPR Facebook. Uh, there's IPR YouTube, which is mainly what I work on, really, is I do a lot of YouTube stuff. But also, uh, hopefully, the internet <laughs> here is not great. But Mm -hmm. I'm currently attempting to upload a rather long video where the IPR crew is playing uh, a game that uh, Jason Walters, the CEO of IPR, created called Symposium. Uh, It's based on the Descended from the Queen uh, system, and you play as, like, you uh, answer philosophical questions from the perspectives of different Greek philosophies. Uh, It's absolutely fantastic we had a fantastic time playing it we managed to drag in someone who has an actual philosophy degree uh so yeah look for that video hopefully mm-hmm. early next week and it's just like it's so fantastic i i love it every single time we play it's just like mm-hmm. you know get to know what your friends really think about everything but also make them uh be <laughs> 
like cynic cynicists and stuff. <laughs> so yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you all for having. Okay, so first of all, this panel was the largest audience of the day so far. So yay to the audience and to the panelists for that. Um, and uh, we oftentimes we we tend to uh, want to invite people, any of you panelists who are available to come on over to the main Metatopia Discord look for the panel watch party channel uh, uh it's it's a text channel and uh, people can ask some of the questions i didn't get a chance to ask and um, have more discussion about this topic over there uh if anybody wants to go over there so other than that thank yeah. everybody uh for a super great panel and have a great metatopia thank you so much mikey thank you ac thank you yeah thank you Thank you, chat. It was so lovely to get your questions. Yeah. Oh. Thank okay. you so much. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Sweet.